What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. And uh, let's do a quick preview of a fight that has been a long time in the making. A fight that has been long talked about, uh, especially in, in the UK, and that is uh, Kelbrook versus Amir Khan. It's finally going to happen when it was announced back in December. It looked like it was a, like it was years away uh, when it was scheduled for February. And here we are. We are just uh, over 24 hours from this fight taking place. Both fighters made weight. And let's dive into, into a little bit of the, uh, of the history between these two fighters. Uh, again, just want to take a quick second. Thank you guys for the continued support for allowing me to, uh, to invade your space for, for a few minutes at a time, every so often, every time I upload an episode. Thank you guys, thank you guys, thank you guys for the love and support. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family about the uh, about the channel, about the podcast. This one's for you. Uh, Amir Khan, Kell Brook, both fighters made weight. They contractually agreed to a catch weight at 149 pounds. And uh, which is slightly, it's a slightly modified... Um, uh, welterweight limit by two pounds, right? Wel welterweights usually weigh in at 147. Uh, most of the time we'll see them either make weight at 147 or come in a little bit lighter at 146 and change with some ounces. Uh, Sean Porter uh, used to come in at 145 sometimes. Uh, Manny Pacquiao was another one that was always a, a little bit light for the welterweights and he would come in around 146, 145 sometimes. These guys, a lot of the talk was was that because of the long layoffs that they've had, uh, and one of the big holdups to the contract was the weight. A, a lot of the talk was made to uh, that that Amir Khan was not going to be able to make weight. He is stepping into the ring with a 31 month layoff, following his loss, his stoppage loss to Terence Crawford in 2019. He came back in July of that year and uh, and stopped Australians. Uh, Australia's Billy Dibb uh, in July of 2019. Since then, he has been out of the ring. Amir Khan, of course, has become uh, somewhat of a celebrity in the UK. He's become, uh, he has a big social media presence, as does his wife, and he's been out of the ring. Uh, he's a big name in the UK and has amassed a really good resume uh, and, and a good boxing career overall. Kell Brook, uh, on the other hand, also is a big name, but not as big a draw uh, in the UK as Amir Khan. He came to the US, did some work, uh, mostly uh, ended up taking away some some losses when he stepped up against the big names. And we'll, we'll talk about that. 149 pound weight limit, contractual weight limit. Both fighters came in. The reason for the weight limit, a lot of the talk was made that Amir Khan would not make weight. And he comes in a pound lighter than Kell Brook. Kell Brook weighed in at 148 and a half. Amir Khan came in at 147 and a half. Kell Brook looking shredded as always. Amir Khan looking good. And something that is neat to point out uh, in this fight uh, for Amir Khan is that he has Bomac in his corner. He has Bomac in his corner. He trained with... Terrence Crawford and Bomex Camp in preparation for this fight. And Bomex has the experience of not only having defeated Amir Khan, having designed the perfect plan for Terrence Crawford to defeat and stop pressure and stop Amir Khan, but they also did the same in quicker fashion when they faced Kell Brook. 
And that is Kell Brook's last fight. The last time that we saw him in the ring was in a stoppage loss to Terrence Crawford. Really neat to dive into this fight because there's a lot of history. It's been a war of words in the lead up to the fight. A war of egos. A war of personalities. Their personalities clash. Their personas clash. And I was watching something from 10 years ago. 2012. The ringside boxing show that they used to have uh, uh, out in England. Back in 2012, they sat next to each other and they were still going at it back then. This has been nearly two decades in the making from when Amir Khan was, was preparing for his Olympic, his, his Olympic uh, matches, his Olympic showing. And Kell Brook was back then fighting in the juniors and they ended up having a sparring session. A sparring session that between them felt that they each schooled the other, that they each got the better of the other. Amir Khan became the more popular fighter, a two-time champ, was a big celebrity, not just in England, but then he came to the U.S., he came stateside, and continued that that streak. He, he meant big money for, for people. He meant big money for the opposition. He was a big draw. Kell Brook was coming up. Kell Brook was looking at that. And you have that storyline that it's almost like the jealousy. The jealousy factor comes into play. Kell Brook came stateside and, and he had his moment. He became a big name in the UK, calling out Amir Khan time and again after each of his victories. And then came stateside. And shocked the division and the, the boxing world when he stopped and bested Sean Porter, lifting the title from him. Kell Brook is no joke. He's a great fighter, but he has come short in every one uh, of his bigger marquee matchups. Most recent, his defeat, stoppage loss to Terrence Crawford. He lost to Gennady Golovkin. He lost to Errol Spence. Those were his biggest names. Between there, he had Michael Serafa. He had Sergei Rebchenko. He had Mark DeLuca, whom he defeated. Kevin Bezier, Frankie Gavin. But when he stepped in the ring against the top of the echelon, when he challenged Gennady Golovkin, it was a similar uh, effect to when Canelo, when, uh, Canelo Alvarez and Amir Khan uh, scheduled their fight. It was basically, you're challenging the monster in Canelo, I'm going to move up in weight and, and prove that I could beat Gennady Golovkin. So he moved up, challenged up, ended up with a broken orbital bone. Amir Khan ended up getting knocked out in nasty, nasty fashion, which is by far the nastiest knockout that Amir Khan has suffered in his career and possibly uh, possibly slowed down and took away from traction from his career. Kelbrook lost, was stopped in five rounds. He showed a lot of chin, a lot of heart. And, and if it was up to Kelbrook, he would have kept going. 
but he had a nasty, nasty injury, broken orbital bone that he suffered to Gennady Golovkin. That was back in 2016. He came back just under a year later, fought Errol Spence, and the other side of his face was damaged by Errol Spence uh, in what was a 11-round stoppage to Errol Spence, and he suffered a similar injury, but on the other side of his face. He came back and amassed three wins, which I just mentioned the names, Rubchenko, Serafa, DeLuca, and got himself in the ring against Terence Crawford on a three-fight win streak and was stopped in four rounds. Now, 15 months later, he will step back in the ring against Amir Khan. He comes in with a 39-win record, Three losses, all three of his losses have been stoppage losses. 27 of the 39 victories have been knockout wins for him. Representing Sheffield uh, out of the UK, Kelbrook is no joke. Special K is trouble for anybody. He has an awkward style, a wide stance, likes to leave his hands down, and, uh, and is a bit more of a power puncher than that of Amir Khan. Amir Khan is a true and tried boxer. He brings the boxing, uh, he gets in your face, he puts the pressure, he applies the pressure and likes to take the fight to the opponent regardless of where they happen to be at in the ring. He's a speed puncher and has good pop behind his hands. Amir Khan is stepping into the ring with a 34-win record. 21 of the 34 wins have come by knockout. Five losses and four of the five losses have been knockout losses or stoppages. His first at the hands of Brady's Prescott. Later, he lost to Danny Garcia, was stopped by Danny Garcia. Then the crazy knockout that he suffered at the hands of Canelo Alvarez. And the most recent one to Terrence Crawford, dating back to 2019. Those are four stoppage losses. The fifth loss that he has was a split decision loss to Lamont Peterson. And now he's amassed a 31-month layoff to step back into the ring against Kell Brook, an opponent that they have gone back and forth. This is a fight that has been talked about for so long. And when it was first talked about or revisited last year that it was possibly going to be made, people laughed at it. People were like, it's too, too little, too late. No one really cares. Both of these guys are washed. There's not much they could offer anymore. They're done. They're at the end of their careers. But if you saw the weigh-in today, the crowd that showed up, the build-up to this fight, the ratings that they have, that they have attracted, the eyes that they have attracted, the viewership for each one of these shows, the gloves are off. The previews, the lead-ups, the press conferences, and the weigh-in today, the crowd that took the time to go out there was insane. And I have no doubts that this will be a jam-packed arena come tomorrow night. It's a hometown grudge match. Bolton UK versus Sheffield 
it's a grudge match that has been long delayed, that people have been waiting for, especially in the UK. Is Amir Khan too much of a celebrity to belong in the ring? Possibly. Possibly. Coming off of a long layoff. But he has done the right things to get back into the ring. This is not a traditional camp. This is not him bouncing around from trainer to trainer, testing the waters. He sought the help of the team that last defeated him. Swallowed his pride. And after the controversy, the controversy behind his stoppage loss to Terrence Crawford, whether it was a low blow, whether he quit, he didn't quit, and this and that, and it continued after the fight and so forth, he swallowed his pride, he humbled himself, and went out to Bomac and trained with Terrence Crawford, trained with their camp, and has said that this was the toughest training, the toughest camp that he's had to date. And to his own admission, he's had really tough camps, really tough preparations. And this one, by far, superseded all of them. Bomek is in his corner. Terrence Crawford helped him prepare. Terrence Crawford has the number of Khan and of Kilbrook. It's going to be interesting. And judging by the crowds, judging by the interest that people have taken into this fight, whether it's a little bit too late, who knows? Who cares? It's going to be a good fight. There's two thoughts that come to mind when I look at this fight. Amir Khan stands very erect, stands very tall, fights tall, uses his height, likes to box, keeps his gloves up, and boxes right down the middle, punches right down the middle, and sends his punches in quick fashion, very accurate, and good pop behind his punches. But he has a suspect chin, a chin that has been damaged, a chin that has been tested, and a chin that has not held up for him. That is the key for a Killbrook victory. Make it a firefight and catch Amir Khan and get him out of there, which is what Kel Brook is shooting for. If Amir Khan makes this into a boxing fight, or rather a boxing match, he will school Kel Brook. He will cruise to a victory and quite possibly stop Kel Brook. Because while Amir Khan has the suspect chin and the attention is going to going to be the, the spotlight on his chin and what he has in the tank, what he has left in the tank coming off of a 31-month layoff. You got to put the spotlight on Kelbrook as well because we just mentioned it earlier. His facial structure is compromised. His facial structure has given way twice against Gennady Golovkin. And then in his return fight, you would think it was the same injury that would, would have suffered. But it was the opposite side of his face that Errol Spence ended up damaging. 
his facial structure, his cheekbone structure has been compromised. He is going to swell. He may not cut up, but he will swell. And especially if Amir Khan, if we see a version of Amir Khan or flashes of the version of Amir Khan that fought Luis Colazo in what was, to me, one of the best performances, the best performances that Amir Khan has put together when he stopped Luis Colazo. Or a version of Amir Khan in the early rounds against Canelo Alvarez, which hands down Amir Khan was walking away with a decision win in the first half of that fight. He was schooling Canelo, outboxing Canelo. Hands down. If we see flashes of Amir Khan, those type of flashes from those two fights that I mentioned to you, if that's the version of Amir Khan that we get just one last time, whether this is the final time for both either of these fighters or both of these fighters that they step into the ring, if we see Amir Khan show a glimpse of what he did in those two fights that I mentioned, he will school Kelbrook and possibly stop him because he was so accurate in those fights that if he peppers Kelbrook to the face with the shots that he was landing and that he's accustomed to landing by way of his boxing and his accuracy, he will swell up, possibly re-injure Kelbrook and stop him. And Amir Khan continues to say that this fight will not go to 12 rounds. That's his plan. 99% sure that that's going to be his plan. Outbox him, hurt him, re-injure. Bring back those injuries to light. A lot bigger target that Kilbrook has around him in his facial structure, surrounding his orbital bones, his cheekbone, his facial structure, that Kel, that, that Kilbrook is going to be uh, presenting to Amir Khan. It's a big target. And Kilbrook may not be as refined of a boxer as Amir Khan is, but he has quick hands. He often lets his hands go down, which baits his opponents in, but he's quick at countering, he's quick with the hooks, and that's where he could pose a threat to Amir Khan. Kelbrook throws a lot more uppercuts and a lot more hooks than Amir Khan does, and he, he may very well catch him. And he brings the strength with him. Speed versus strength, Kelbrook brings the punching power with him. And he's going to be looking for the jawline of Amir Khan. If these two fighters show up with their A-game and leave everything that they have left in the tank out tomorrow night, it will be a fun fight. It will garner eyes. It will gain and bring even more attraction to not just UK boxing, but the boxing world in its own of stars that are on their way out being able to fight this way. This will be a Gotti Ward type fight that people are expecting. And that we may very well get. There's another inkling that I'm getting here. Something is just telling me that there may be controversy in this fight. I don't know why. But there's, I just have that hunch that Amir Khan 
may bow out of the fight. Whether it's another low blow type scenario that he that we that we saw against Terence Crawford or some type of eye injury or some some type of controversy that may stop this fight, whether it's on Amir Khan's side or Kel Brook's side, whether it'll be the corner not allowing the fight to go on or a towel being thrown or some or a doctor stoppage. So, something is telling me that the fight there will be controversy in this fight. I don't know why, and I hope not, but I just have that notion about this fight. I really hope not for the sake of both of these men's careers and their resumes and their accomplishments. This is, that's the last thing they need is to have some type of controversy attached to the fight that they both have been wanting and clamoring for, for nearly two decades. They built up the fight perfectly. Maybe it would have been bigger years ago, but it's big enough now. It's got a lot of traction. It's attracting a lot of viewers. People are going out of their way to purchase these tickets. They're going to pack that arena. That's the last thing they need is for anything negative to play out in this fight tomorrow other than the unfavorable outcome for either party. But if they leave it all out there, it will be a classic and they may very well sell a rematch if it's that close of a fight. A rematch that they could turn around within three, four months and do it again comes summertime in an even bigger showdown because of how good they'll look tomorrow night. This could potentially be a huge, huge Benefit to both fighters this late in their careers. Or it could be a big detriment should we have some type of controversy present itself. I just have that notion. I don't want to be negative. I'm looking forward to this fight and I'm going to tune in and watch this fight. I hope we get a glimpse of their best. I was a big fan of Kell Brook, especially when he came over stateside, and a big fan of Amir Khan and his boxing style. I can't wait for this fight. It's just, it's that type of fight that you could easily see as, mm, there's nothing to see here. Both washed up fighters, or we could easily tune in and see two great stars that have put together great resumes and great careers go at it against each other in a hometown rivalry or a uh, country, in a home country rivalry. Uh, big, big attraction. Uh, really, really, really uh, looking forward to this fight. The other thing that pops in my head is whoever has, whoever comes out victorious, if it's decisive, whoever comes out victorious could very well be that name for the other star that's being built in the UK in Connor Ben. This would be the up and coming, the up and coming star against the popular star. This would be the big name on his resume, whether it's against Kelbrook or Amir Khan, whoever comes out victorious, they would possibly get in there where these fighters, depending on how they look tomorrow, whoever comes out victorious would be either derailing Conor Ben's traction right now and uh, and and his 
his climb up, his, his way up to the ranks, this would derail his plans and be a huge wrench in his progress with the loss to whoever comes out victorious of this. I, I'm just, I'm going off into the future here because that may very well not like it's not likely to happen but i could see it that whoever wins this fight right now conor ben is being built as the next big star for the uk and these are two stars that are on their way out and he's looking for those resume wins just like he did against chris algieri in his recent victory chris algieri of course stepped in the ring with errol spence stepped in the ring with manny pacquiao has been in the ring with some big names he stepped in the ring with Conor Ben and was stopped. So he's looking for these names and this passing of the torch. And these two fighters are those names. Whether Kell Brook defeats Amir Khan or Amir Khan comes out victorious and stops Kell Brook or defeats Kell Brook, these two fighters would most likely have one more go at them depending on how they look tomorrow. And want to stop the traction of the up-and-coming rising star in Conor Ben, And throw a wrench in those plans. Or become a victim to Conor Ben uh, And a resume builder for Conor Ben, A big name for Conor Ben to get him into the next level of fights. And come stateside against a Virgil Ortiz or a Jaron Ennis. Or you name it. Another big name, a Thurman or a Danny Garcia or what have you. It could either go that way or it could be a really, really great fight where we end up seeing these guys go at it again at this stage in their careers, which would be a Gotti Ward-like showing and display. I can't wait. I hope you guys tune in. I'll catch you guys on the post-episode. Uh later this weekend let's see how this fight plays out it's a big big weekend uh for boxing and uh not only do we have amir khan and kill brook which is definitely the one that's attracting the most attention this weekend but out in tijuana mexico you're gonna have jaime munguia and demetrius ballard demetrius ballard was supposed to be jaime munguia's opponent last june and he ended up suffering an injury uh this is going to be a big fight of two undefeated stars, Jaime Munguia, Demetrius Ballard. Not sure why Jaime Munguia ended up choosing Demetrius Ballard when he's already, he had the chance to have challenged um, Demetrius Andrade. He has a chance to challenge the, the name sitting atop the division, possibly even get himself into a Charlo fight. He's been wanting and preparing for Gennady Golovkin for years, but it hasn't happened. He's been calling out Canelo for years. Of course, most people are. Uh, that fight's probably the least likely to happen. But instead of continuing to climb up, he came back down to Demetrius Ballard, who is another up-and-coming star. So it almost looks like whoever wins is going to derail the other person's uh, progress, the other person's career momentarily at least if Demetrius Ballard pulls off this victory this will be the biggest name and the biggest victory of his career and we'll see him in bigger fights and there'll be a lot of promise behind Ballard Jaime Munguia is of course the favorite to win this fight in what should be a firefight similar to what we saw against Gabe Rosado uh, just a few months ago Jaime Munguia has looked 
it, this has been a complete 360 for him in his career since he joined um, Eric Morales or since he brought Eric Morales into his corner. This is the, the fifth or sixth fight that he's going to have him in his corner. And, uh, and he's been looking good. He's been improving. Now, the other fight this weekend that, that you may have overlooked is Jorge Linares, who's coming off that loss to Devin Haney, is going to be fighting Saur Abdullayev, who also has a loss to Devin Haney. Uh, that's gonna, it just got picked up by ESPN. That's gonna take place in Russia, a fight that a lot of people didn't know was gonna happen. But Jorge Linares back in action, Abdullayev back in action, both former, both holding uh, their, their recent defeats to Devin Haney, who's the WBC champ. This is gonna be an eliminator for the WBA title. So a title eliminator for the WBA uh, world title. So this carries some weight. The fight carries some weight. And again, we see the lightweights. We covered this in a previous episode where the lightweights uh, just did uh, amazing, amazing, amazing things uh, in 2021. The way that the, the absolute best of the lightweights ended up fighting against one another and the way that those ranks were shaken up, especially when George Camboso stopped Delfimo Lopez uh, and took those titles from him. The ranks got shaken up. The division got shaken up. But there's still a lot of live dogs, and it's one of the best, absolute best divisions uh, that there is in boxing right now. The lightweight division and the heavyweight division, to me, are the two big divisions right now that have a lot of uh, a lot of animals in there, beasts that are just they're one fight away from shaking up the ranks and getting themselves into into the big dance. Um, Jorge Linares, Zaur Abdullayev. Tune into that one if you could catch it. It should be on ESPN or ESPN Plus uh, coming live from Russia. So you know it's going to be a fairly early show. Uh, at least for stateside, it'll be a fairly early show. Um, Jaime Munguia, Demetrius Ballard is going to be in Tijuana, Mexico. Uh, that's going to be uh, more likely a, a an evening showing uh, of that fight between those two. And then Amir Kankel Brook will also be somewhat of an early showing, at least stateside. Of course, in the UK, that will be prime time. And uh, and elsewhere throughout Europe, I'm sure it's going to be prime time. But the hour differential, the time differential uh, of how they're showing, Jaime Munguia most likely will be the latest show uh, for for stateside fans for, for the US showings. Amir Khan will probably be the second of those with Jorge Linares and Saurabh Dulaev probably in the morning hours of um, of the U.S. viewership. So big weekend. Um, I'll be putting some other episodes here where we're going to go back and revisit uh, one of the big weekends of February, what kicked off February, February 5th. Uh, what a big, big uh, weekend that was. And this is another se- second, uh, second big weekend for February here of fights and uh what a great month for for the sport of boxing it's been so we'll touch base on that on the next episode this one is all about amir khan about kelbrook and uk boxing so congratulations to the fans out there because you're getting a hell of a show come tomorrow night let's hope there's no controversy let's hope that they leave it all out in the ring and have one last showing if this is indeed their final their final stint in the ring. Let's hope that we get one last battle for the ages and an all-out effort from both parties for the sake of UK boxing and these two stars who have amassed and put together great resumes, respectively, and have had great careers to date. 
respectively. Wins or losses, regardless, they've stepped in with some of the biggest names and have challenged themselves and challenged the opposition to and, and dared to be great in their own respective careers. So Amir Khan, Kel Brook, this episode is dedicated to you guys and, uh, and to the UK fans. Let's hope we get an amazing showing tomorrow. Take care. Thank you guys again for all the love. Don't forget to tell your friends, your family about the podcast and uh, stay tuned. I got some more episodes coming for you later this weekend. Take care.